Podcast, Answer Man, episode number 285. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. Cliff Ravenscraft here, my friends, and this is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you've been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode, it doesn't matter because there's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. And taking things to the next level is what it's all about in my mind. Keeping up with the Joneses, maybe not necessarily, but certainly keeping up with yourself and trying to always push yourself further. That's what I attempt to do. And sometimes I get in my own way. You know, in, in fact, the, the fact that you're hearing this episode as early as you're hearing it is kind of ridiculous in my mind. And my wife tried to warn me. I mean, I'm thinking, what was I thinking? Let me explain to you what's going on here. Today is Wednesday, November 21st, 2012. Just so happens to be the day before Thanksgiving. I happened to just recently get uh, returned from a weekend trip with my wife to Nashville, Tennessee. Had an amazing time going to the Tokens show with Dr. Lee C. Camp. Uh, at the Ryman Auditorium, totally awesome time there. If you guys have not checked out the Dispatches from the Buckle podcast yet, I encourage you go to go over to Tokens or is it yeah TokensShow.com. TokensShow.com. Check out that soon-to-be award-winning podcast from the Token Show, uh, and had just an amazing time. My wife got to meet Vitz Gill, all this stuff. It was really great. However. Just before that, I was just barely getting caught up with being overwhelmed with a lot of work from my um, previous out-of-town experience, and I have this opportunity coming up to spend a couple days with my family. The kids are off school starting the day before Thanksgiving, which, hello, is today, and then you know most of the people in America here are going to take off Thursday and Friday, and and, and honestly, this holiday should be um, all about, you know, Thanksgiving, spending time with family, having a great time, enjoying this wonderful holiday. And um, the crazy thing is, is that I also have a podcasting A to Z course that's launching on Monday. Now, what some people may not know is that prior to the launch of a podcasting A to Z course, there is approximately six straight hours worth of setup. I've done this seven times previously. So I do, I have timed it the last time actually uh, for my fall A to Z course that I just completed a couple weeks back. Um, I When I set it up, I, I wrote down step by step every single thing that needs to be done because eventually I might have somebody else doing that for me. I might have uh, Andrea or somebody else help me out with getting this thing set up. But I wanted to run through it one more time, see if anything changed. And so here's the deal. This thing launches on Monday. I still, because of all of the backlog of information in my own email inbox and all this other stuff on my to-do list that I thought was 
all orchestrated perfectly, but uh, it seems like I, I always seem to bite off more than I can chew. So last week, Stephanie and I were recording Family from the Heart. And as we were recording Family from the Heart, Stephanie says, you know, hey, no live shows on Thursday next week, everybody. Just want to let you know. It's like, oh, well, hey, I saw that. And rather than take another week off because I took a week off when I was in in Atlanta, why don't I, I've went ahead and moved us to Wednesday. And she goes, what are you thinking? And she, I said, well, yeah, I figured, you know, we took it was just a couple of weeks ago. I already took a week off. I, I can't, we should, you know, we should probably keep up with some good consistent content here. And she's like, okay, I'll do it. And, and, and here I am, I'm waking, well, actually yesterday, Tuesday, November 20th, I'm at the end of the day and I'm thinking, oh, this is great. Before Thanksgiving, I got one more full day. Uh, I should be able to get at least some of these emails out of my inbox. I should be able to do this and stuff like this. And maybe I'll just do the, the, um, uh, whatchamacallit on on Friday, set the setup for the podcasting A to Z on Friday, although I really wish I would have got that done before now, but it just isn't going to happen. So here's the situation. Um, I, I'm thinking there's going to be all day to do this until I look at my calendar and start to move some things that didn't get done yesterday over today, today and I'm like, oh, that's right. Tomorrow's Wednesday, and I'm recording on Wednesday, and I've got Podcast Answer Man, I've got Family from the Heart, so that's that's going to take up at least uh, until, you know, 12 o'clock probably. So uh, anyway, my friends, I, I'm asking myself, what was I thinking? Why, why couldn't I take a week off? And the reason why I bring this up, and the, the reason why, I, it's, it's not that you need to know about all of my business details and how sometimes I think that I have all this margin and I, and I kind of take advantage of the margin and kind of rest and relax and, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, after enjoying all this vast margin that I have, I realize that things are piling up. And then I come back and after experiencing this great margin and relaxing and my body's revitalizing itself and all these other great things are going on. The next thing I know, it's like, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't have used up all that margin because hello, if you would have looked at your calendar for the next couple of days, you would have realized that there's a holiday, kids are off school, you've got podcasting A to Z coming up the week after that, and wait a second, maybe I shouldn't have used that margin to enjoy myself, maybe I should just continue to work around the clock. But anyway, that's not what Podcast Answer Man's all about. That I actually have another show where if you like what I've been talking about for the first six and a half, seven minutes now, uh, of this podcast, everything I'm talking about here is the kind of stuff I always talk about on another podcast that I produce called Pursuing a Balanced Life. You can go to pursuingabalancedlife.com, and in fact, there are four hundred or no, 525 episodes of me talking about the kind of stuff that I was going into just there just now. So why did I bring it up here on Podcast Answer Man, and why in the front of this episode? Well, because this week in the podcast mastermind meetings, um, interestingly enough, something came up when our mastermind members were in the hot seat. It came up in multiple meetings. I have five different podcast mastermind groups uh, with up to 10 people in each group. And each meeting, we have three people in what we call the hot seat where they share, you know, they ask us to brainstorm with them things that are going on in their uh, personal and professional growth journey, and uh, or they bring up 
projects that they're working on and ask for feedback and stuff. So one of the things that came up in two different meetings from two different people this week, all at the same time, and also talking about it in you and also using the words feeling guilty about this idea of the consistency of the production production of your show. So one member of the podcast mastermind said that, you know, for the longest time, I've, I've really been trying to put out consistently every single week a new episode uh, because I, that's what I really feel is necessary for this to, to, you know, to take hold and stuff like that. And that certainly is my own recommendation. My own recommendation is that the best frequency for a podcast is weekly and to remain consistent, to be there and, and you know, that people are going to rely on you as they put you into their weekly listening routine. Some people, are, matter of fact, want to hear you. I mean, if, if you start consistently putting out your show at a, on a certain day and time of the week, they'll come to expect that over time. And you don't want to let those people down. And and not to mention the fact that the more content that you create, it's not just about creating content. You want to create valuable content. And that's what I'm going to get into. Um, but you want to, the more content you create, the the more it's it's going to build up, you know, what people can consume of the way that you think about your niche focus, the way that you process questions, the way you process information, the way that you teach, the way that you communicate it continues to build the the reference material for which people can determine whether or not they know, like, and trust you. And so I do believe very much in remaining consistent, creating a production schedule that is, you know, something people can depend on. And I think that weekly is the best format. Now, there were two people, however, in the podcast mastermind, as I said, who shared that, you know, they've been struggling to keep up with a weekly show. And I believe in both of these cases, both of these people had a day job. Um, And not necessarily, uh, at least one of them I know for a fact, is not looking to leave their day job. Um, Which, you know, here's, here's one piece of advice that I would love to give to everybody listening to this. When you hear a recommendation about what is best, even from me, don't immediately assume that it directly applies to you. So, for example, if if somebody were to come to me and say, hey, hey Cliff, uh, I'm so-and-so and I've decided that within six months I want to, um, I want to, you know, get to the place where my podcast, you know, this business and the podcasting efforts that I do alongside this business uh, will generate enough income to help me leave my my day job because I'm really not happy there and I've already seen so that I have some good traction here. I really believe I can make it. Uh, if, I, if that's the case, what do you recommend? What's the best format um, as far as the the how often I release episodes and so my answer to that question is going to be immediately I recommend that you do one show a week every single week and even in that scenario if if you're looking and, and you're just getting started out which by the way I, I would adjust your expectations let's just say it's 18 months that you want to to do this but well actually we could say okay you've already got some traction here and people are already coming to you, wanting to hire you, buy your products, your services, you know, all these things. So let's just say six months. 
So if if that's the case, my recommendation is to create one podcast audio podcast episode a week every week. I would recommend two to three written blog posts minimum per month and more if you have time or if you enjoy that platform and or uh, two or more videos per month uh, via a YouTube channel, which is also embedded in your your sites as a as a blog post, as a video post. And then, of course, in your podcast episode, you're you're consistently talking about the well-written, uh, in-depth analysis and step-by-step instructions that you've put in your written blog post and and on your video screencasts or whatever the case may be. And 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 it's it's just building this this online um, knowledge base that you've you've put out there. I think that that's important. However, what happens is there are some people who will be in a position where they love their day job. They're they're very serious about their hobby, but the the fact is is that their podcast. Um, be, and and I I guess let's just put it this way: we won't have to give it the label hobby, but there's no pressure for the podcast to really start generating income. And and the podcast isn't necessarily necessary for them to build their online reputation as an expert in the field. Maybe they're already an expert or maybe just being known as an expert isn't exactly what they want. They don't want people knocking on their doors or uh, sending them countless number of emails requesting to hire them all the time. They're very happy in their day job and have no desire to leave that. However, for those people who want to still create great a great con uh, to create great content to share their ideas, their thoughts, their message, they are looking to build a community. But at this time, they're struggling to keep up with their weekly schedule. I don't think it's as important for you to stick to that episode every single week especially when you start to get burned out, especially when you start running out of ideas, and especially when you are already thinking about other things. Maybe it's time to start winding down a series of episodes related to a podcast that you have been producing and maybe produce something differently. Now, anybody who's reading between the lines, I'm not suggesting that I'm doing anything differently here. Except for the fact that I say that for me, I do believe it's important for me to release an episode every single week. You know, having an episode of Podcast Answer Man for me keeps me top of mind in your mind as a as somebody who is listening, as a member of the Podcast Answer Man and or gspn.tv community. Uh, and, and being on the top of your mind is very important to me personally and professionally. Um, I want to I want to make sure that as a result of something, maybe I might say either here in this opening, very lengthy 20 minute dialogue about, you know, the consistency of a podcast. Um, you know, I, I want maybe it's during here or maybe it's an answer to one of the questions that will come up later. As a result of me saying something, you may interact with somebody over the next 30 days and somebody asks you a question and your immediate response as a result of listening to me in this episode could be, oh, I know what you need to do. You need to sign up for Close Podcasting A to Z course. Let me tell you all about it. And the reason why you would be able to do that is because I am top of mind. You think about me. You know that I got a Podcasting A to Z course that starts right after Thanksgiving 
and 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 stuff like that. And how do you know this? Because week after week, you hear me talk about the th- these things. <clears throat> and it also, it's important for me because I don't want to put out and a commercial once a month for my products and services. You know, I do make a living doing the podcast consulting, coaching, training thing. And so as a result, I want to consistently put out content that does keep you, you know, me and my brand top of mind. But also I want to create a show that isn't just about promoting my products and services and how you can benefit me. But I also want to have a wonderful, thorough mix of me serving you. I want to make sure that I'm giving tons of free, highly valuable, can't live without content as well. And so to be able to strike that balance, I I believe I need to be fairly consistent and I need to be there and and as often as possible. And, you know, I, I don't want to move to multiple times per week. That's that'd be overkill for me. I know some of you might like it. I believe it would be overkill for some of you. I think that that, you know, you don't want to be listening to me every single day. You you should be listening to some other content, kind of vary your sources of of where you get your inspiration and information from. Because, you know, while I certainly have some opinions, there's other people who have some very valid opposite opinions to the things that I have. Get to know those people. Why do they think what they think and share what they share? I certainly listen to a number of different podcasts where if you put all those podcasters in a room together, they they wouldn't all agree with each other on everything. But I love getting that varied information. But if all of a sudden I had just one, and I hate this word guru, but I've had people talk about gurus a lot lately. So if there was just this one guru and that's all you did was read all read their blog every day, you know, listen to their podcast every week, read every book that they have ever written and uh, you follow them on Twitter, you follow them. Before you know it, you become uh, you basically become an extension of them instead of, uh, you know, taking in other people's thoughts that might provoke you to think something different than what that guru is teaching or training and stuff like that. So anyway, when it comes down to it, here's here's the situation. Do you have to record a podcast every single week? The answer is that depends on what are you trying to accomplish. Now, even with me, I, I mean, you can look at my example. Yes, I believe Podcast Answer Man should be produced on a weekly basis without ever missing does that happen in reality? No, it doesn't. Uh, when I went away for my trip to Texas, I took a Thursday off and a week off. I went two weeks without an episode. You know, there were two weeks between an episode. When I went to Atlanta, I took a week off. So that's twice. And you know, and and here it is, Thanksgiving holiday. Could I have? Could I have taken today off or this week off? Absolutely, I could have. Why am I here today? That is exactly the question that prompted this very long monologue here at the at the opening of this episode. Why am I here today? Why am I recording this podcast? I'm asking myself that question. I mean, I'm looking, it's like, okay, I could argue, I could argue to myself that, well, Cliff, one of the reasons you're here is because you have a podcasting A to Z course that starts Monday, November 26th, and as of the recording of this show right now, I'm going over here to A to Z, I currently have 14 
of the 20 spots sold. And so you have six more spots. So I could argue that by recording this episode being top of mind, there's a good chance that there could be up to six people listening to my voice at this very moment who have been thinking, oh, I'm going to sign up for that podcasting A to Z course, but because of all the holiday hubbub and everything else and bustle, uh, you just hadn't got around to it yet, but now because I'm saying, oh, you, there's still time to sign up, there's six spots left, and you know what, that's the perfect time. I, I, I know it's been my goal to start this podcast, I wanna have it by the end of this year, having it start after after Thanksgiving and before Christmas would be a great time, by golly, yes, I'm going to sign up. I'm so gl- glad Cliff produced this episode so I didn't miss out on this opportunity to, to take part in the last podcasting A to Z course of the year. Now, was this intended to be an episode or a, a commercial for podcasting A to Z? No. In fact, the only note that I have for this opening monologue that is way too long now is Happy Thanksgiving. What was I thinking? Thoughts on production consistency. And all of this has come out of that. Now, the thing is, though, did I really need to record this podcast episode? There's a, I, would, I would say there's definitely going to be at least one or two people who are going to sign up for the Podcasting A to Z course because I did record this episode. But here's the situation. I don't have time to record this episode. I have, I'm so backed up in my email, as I said before. My to-do list is backed up. And one of the things that's been on my to-do list is to formulate that next email to my mailing list saying, hey guys, I've got a podcasting A to Z course. Uh, you know, here's, here's where you can sign up. And oh, by the way, here's my Black Friday through Cyber Monday sale. Uh, and and that, those things have not been done yet. So, and, and guess what? Black Friday is in two days. So when am I going to do that? Am I, am, and I'm like, I'm starting to feel a little bit of pressure. I'm starting to feel like, oh, and what am I going to, and by the way, I haven't really, normally I would get up early on Thursday morning and I would prepare a podcast answer man and, and decide what it is that's going to be covered in the show. And I just feel pressure today. Why did I do this? Why am I here right now? And so what do you do in those scenarios? A uh, couple ideas here real quickly. If you want to produce on a weekly basis and you do have these sorts of things that happen, number one is plan ahead a, a, ahead of time. Um, know when the holidays are coming up. Know when your road trips are coming and do some batch processing uh, possibly. You know, record an extra episode, you know, the week before you're supposed to be gone. Just do two of them together back to back. And that way, doing two shows together and doing all the post-production work, getting all the show notes and everything all done and hitting schedule on the second one instead of publish, uh, you'll get more work done in less time doing two episodes at once than if you were to try to do the two separately anyway. Um, and, And that would be one way to do this. The other one is take the week off. It's not the end of the world. And sometimes, and it seems like November and December always seems to be an area of struggle for me. I don't know why that is, but at the end of the year, it seems like there's this pressure to to all of a sudden, quote unquote, reset everything. I don't know if it's a, the whole accounting thing, you know, at, at when, when it's all said and done, it's time to do the taxes and all the accounting, the, it basically resets to zero all the profit that the business has passes down to my personal and and the business is almost reset at zero. 
and and maybe there's a little bit of that. Where you know, where's the money going to come from? And it just seems like sometimes. And and I want to encourage you if you haven't ever listened to uh, the episode called "Why Do I Do What I Do." It's a it's you can find it at podcastanswerman.com slash why w h y again podcastanswerman.com slash w h y why do I do what I do anyway if you've not yet listened to that episode I encourage you to do so because it seems like sometimes and it usually around November of each year it, I get I get insanely focused on the money side of things and it's easy for me to lose focus on the real reason why, the community side, the relational side, the serving other people side, the, the side that really gives me a, a great sense of accomplishment of, you know, it makes it fulfills like a deeper purpose inside of my heart and my soul of helping people. And and what's really been frustrating this year is, is that this anxiety is still there at the end of the year, even though I'm at a place where right now, I have more than enough money to to make all ends meet for my paycheck and all the other stuff for the rest of the year. And, and so I'm wondering, why am I still worried about filling six more seats? I mean, if I go with just 14 people, I've got enough. It's, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's not like I need more, but why, do, why am I constantly pushing for this? Why am I recording this show today? And so I, to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know why I'm recording the show today except for the fact that I made a commitment to do it. And I don't know that that's always a good thing to do. So sometimes you may just want to take a week off, and it's not going to be the end of the world. And you know what? This is what I shared with uh, those two members of the Podcast Mastermind, is that sometimes you could have a show where your business and your livelihood doesn't depend on you being top of mind all the time, but you do have a message that you want to share and you do have valuable information that that when you feel compelled to do so, that you want to release an episode. And I've got a couple shows like that. Uh, Pursuing a Balanced Life is one. Sometimes there's an, an, an episode, you know, four or five times a month. Sometimes there's an episode once a month. Sometimes there's an episode once every two months of Pursuing a Balanced Life. But it's when I feel led to share you know, much of the stuff that I'm sharing here in this episode, um, you know, it, it, I, I, I put an episode out. I have another show called Encouraging Others Through Christ. It, it, it certainly doesn't have any sort of schedule, but when I feel led to share a conversation there, I share one. And that's exactly what these members of the podcast mastermind, they have the kind of shows, these two that were really struggling with this idea and feeling guilty about the fact that they have not produced a show every single week like everybody else is told that they should. Um, and I said to them, I said, you know, the type of show, it, why do you want to do this? Well, it's it's what's necessary to build a, a community and, and this and then that. And I'm like, well, why do you want to do this and why do you want to do that? And, and, and it came down to it. It's like, you know what? Why not share when you feel like you have valuable content. And that re- that leads me back to something I heard uh, Chris Brogan say at, um, at, uh, at blog, at the time it was called Blog World NYC, uh, earlier this year in a keynote address that he gave. And I kind of disagreed with him at the time, and I still very much do disagree with him, uh, but he was talking about how often should you blog? Do you have to blog every day? He says, do you have to, the question was, do you have to blog every week? And he says, why not just blog when you feel compelled to blog? 
And you know what? That is exactly what I'm saying here to you in the event that where being top of mind is not essential for you to build a platform for which you are trying to accomplish big, audacious, gigantic goals for you becoming the go-to person in a particular niche. So if so, so here's where I disagree with Chris is if you are trying to become, you know, the podcast answer man, you want to be there every week. And sure, it's okay to take a week off every now and then. Make sure that you try to communicate that uh, in your show so that people know that to expect that you'll be gone the next week so you don't just disappear and people worry if there's technical problems with their podcast feeds. Um, you know, but but for the most part, I need to be here on a weekly basis unless I decide there's a real good reason to take a week off. But for But for those who are just getting into blogging for the sake of putting a message out there, for sharing something they're passionate about. And it's not necessarily that you need to build your own personal ego. You don't need to be on the top of everybody's mind because you're not looking to generate or to create a business around your content that you're creating. Then I totally agree with what Chris said. And I totally agree with what I shared with these two podcast mastermind members. That it's okay to just say, hey, You know, go to your audience and explain to them, I'm switching up things here. I'm only going to record a new episode when I feel like it. So that could be once a month. It could be once every six weeks. It could be five in one week if things are, if if all of a sudden I get this creative urge. But I just want to let you know, things are a little different here. Now, are you going to have the same kind of response as a tribe, as a loyal fan base following? No. You're not. But the question is, why are you doing what you're doing? What is your purpose? What is your mission? And why am I recording on the day before Thanksgiving when my kids are off school? I am way overloaded on the things that I'm doing here. And I guess, it, and, it, and for me, I can say that it's not about the money. It's not. Uh, but uh, for some reason, I, I honestly, it, it's poor time management. I I can blame it on poor time management, poor planning and looking ahead in my calendar. What does this really look like for me to say yes to this person, to that person, to this person, to that person? Oh, and to these meetings and recording live on Wednesday just a day earlier. Oh, what? I mean, it's open on my schedule. Of course I can do it. Oh, I don't know what my to-do items are for Wednesday, but my schedule says I'm free. So let's go ahead and do it. So poor management, maybe that's why I'm here today. And uh, yeah, so there you go. You know what, before I I jump off of this topic, um, one other thing that is interesting to me is how often I can sometimes get caught up in this idea of, you know, Podcast Answer Man, this is a show where I wonder if I'd ever run out of things to talk about because there are they're, they're seemingly, I, I could always go back to the basics and there's going to be new people that have come along that will like some of the basics covered. Um, there's always detailed information that I could share and there's always my own experiences because I'm always sharing. Yet it's so funny sometimes when I sit, you know, I sit in here in the studio to prepare to record the next episode of Podcast Answer Man and I'm like, okay, what am I going to talk about today? And for me, it doesn't take a lot to to build it up. And I've shared in other episodes, um, you know, where do I come up with content for my show? Uh, and primarily, I love the voicemail feedback hotline. You guys calling in is great. 
But um, you know, maybe I'll I'll do a refresher on that in the future because um, that that is another reason why some people struggle with um, recording their show on a weekly basis. They're they're having a hard time coming up with content, and and sometimes it causes me a question. It's like, well, if you're having a hard time coming up with content, why are you recording a show about that particular niche? You know, it, what what's driving this? What's the motivation here? And anyway, I, I don't know that I have an answer for that at this very moment in time. I do actually, but I don't, I don't necessarily have enough time to go into it. In fact, in 10 minutes from now, I'm supposed to be recording Family from the Heart with Stephanie. Don't think that's going to happen right on time. But let me go ahead and include a couple questions in this show uh, just because I want to make sure to answer the ones that did come in. And uh, let's see here. John Budd has a question about artwork. John Please take it away. Hey, Cliff, this is John Budd from Indiana. And my question is for a podcast answer man. Um, why has Apple increased the artwork so frequently? The, in the spring, um, it was 1,200 by 1,200, and now they're getting ready to change it to 1,400 by 1,400. How does that affect us if we don't scale up to the new standard? Should we make our artwork 2,000 by 2,000, then scale it down so we already have um, for the future standards of iTunes. Just curious about your thoughts. Thanks. All right, John, thank you so much. I did cover this as it was happening back in uh, the summer when iTunes was changing their specs. Uh, What happened was iTunes did uh, change their specs page to where it says that they went from 600 to 600 to 1,200 by 1,200 pixels for their for the artwork that would show up in your iTunes tag uh, so that it looks good on you know big HD TVs uh, retina displays on your iPads and all that good stuff so um, the thing is they never announced it they just changed it and before making any kind of announcement uh, which I don't think Apple ever really makes an announcement related to their podcast specs but anyway somebody noticed the change and started promoting it in their blogs and stuff like that and we all picked up on it we confirmed that it was officially on the apple specs page and we all said hey 1200 by 1200 this is the way to go well my friends uh the, the just about uh not even that a full week later as soon as we found that we found that they you know we all ordered our new 1200 by 1200 artwork and all of a sudden now it's 1400 by 1400 and that specific, and it has remained at fourteen hundred by fourteen hundred, um, and and so the proper spec right now is fourteen hundred by fourteen hundred. Now, what will this do for those of you who actually did upgrade to the twelve hundred by twelve hundred sp- uh, artwork? Um, not really much at all. Uh, y- you're going to still look pretty darn good on HD displays at twelve hundred by twelve hundred pixels. Um, the thing, the iTunes. Uh, deal says that you will never be featured as a featured podcast unless you meet the spec of 1400 by 1400 JPEG image. Now, I happen to know that that's not always the case because Podcast Answer Man has been featured on multiple occasions and um, and it and it did not have the the new 1400 by 1400, but it instead did have the 1200 by 1200. Now, with that being said, their specs does say, it, it does say you will not be 
eligible for being featured unless you have 1400 by 1400. So if that's important for you, and if you think you could be featured in iTunes as a featured podcast, then I certainly do recommend that you go ahead and get upgraded to at least the 1400 by 14 or to the 1400 by 1400 JPEG image. Now, I love your question of should you go to 2000 by 2000 and scale it down, and that way at least you have the higher resolution if they do up it. You know, oddly, funny enough, I do have my artwork saved as 2800 by 2800 pixels. It's a huge file. It's like seven megabytes or something like that. Anyway, for for many of my podcasts, uh, Jenny Hampson, my artwork uh, extraordinaire uh, person, she she takes care of all my artwork for me. And uh, you can check that out at podcastanswerman.com slash Jenny H, J-E-N-N-Y, the letter H, podcastanswerman.com slash Jenny H. She does all my podcast artwork for me. And yes, she sends me the artwork at 2800 by 2800 and uh, also 1400 by 1400. And that way I have bigger files just in case iTunes does decide to change things up again in the future. So John, yes, I would recommend that. And hopefully that answers your question. All right, moving along. Before I get to Debbie's question, I do want to make one important note here. And I wanted to ask you guys, and you can leave me a comment in the show notes over at podcastanswerman.com slash 285. This is episode 285. So if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash 285, let me know in the, in the comment section if you have this problem. Although I may not be aware that you've done so because the problem that I'm facing is that LiveFire, my comments plugin, has not been notifying me of new comments on my site. Um, I, I and, and here's the deal. I need to look to see if there's some kind of crazy... Uh, spam thing happening if, if maybe it's on Gmail's fault so I'm not I'm not blaming them at this time I did hear in the podcast mastermind uh, calls the meetings that I had this week several people mentioned that they've been experiencing some feedback from uh, members of their community who say it just I, I, I can't seem to leave a comment on your site using whatever commenting system you're using which of course is the live fire system um, you know, and, and I think the problem is, is that, you know, there is a setting in there that you can go in and allow people to, uh, comment as a guest. And I think that that person has a community where people don't want to log in with their Twitter credential or the Facebook credential or any other kind of login system or even create an account with LiveFire. They just want to be able to leave an account, uh, leave a, a, you know, to type in their email address and their web URL and leave a comment without anything else. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't I think that that's where the main issue is, because I have never had an issue with my community leaving comments on my site saying, hey, I, I wanted to leave you a comment, but I couldn't. So it's never happened for me on LiveFire. And I really do believe that those people have some community members who are just overly cautious about not allowing social sign in, if you will. And of course, Podcast Answer Man and GSPN reaching a highly socially engaged audience uh, who who understand social sign-on and stuff like that. It's never been a big deal for you guys. So with that being said, um, I'm ha- I'm, I am having a different problem from what they're sharing in these mastermind meetings, and that is that I, for the last three weeks, I think it's been three weeks, I have, I, I thought that all of a sudden it's like, wow, what what's going on with me? I missed, my my shows must not be as, 
engaging as they once were. And I was actually starting to think, do I need to reevaluate the way that I'm covering stuff on Podcast Answer Man? I, I'm just not getting the feedback I used to. I can't. And, and of course, I've been too busy to really look into it because I've been backed up in my email inbox lately. And and so but I've just realized that I, I have this filtering system to wherever a comment comes in from live fire, it goes into a show, social tag. And I just realized when during these mastermind meetings that, hey, you know, come to think of it, I don't think I've I've had a single comment on my site for three weeks and it just occurred to me. And so sure enough, I go to Podcast Answer Man and I look at episode 284 and I went to go leave a comment to see if I could leave a comment. And guess what? There's comments there. And I went to the last post before that. There's comments there. I went to the last post before that. There's comments there. So I have been getting comments, but I haven't got any email notifications. Anyway, podcastanswerman.com slash 285. Are you still using Live Fire? Are you experiencing any feedback from your community that says people can't leave comments on your site? Are you also recently not getting comment or email notifications of comments that have been left on your site? Now I have to find some way of going through all of my most recent posts. And it's not just Podcast Answer Man. I have gspn.tv and some other online sites as well. To find out, you know, number one was the last time I got a notification, and number two, you know, what all's come in since <laughs> since then, so I can make sure that I get engaged with my community. This is important stuff. I'd love to hear about your experience recently with Live Fire, um, and it's on my ever-growing to-do list to kind of evaluate it myself and find out what's going on. So I would love to hear about your recent Live Fire commenting system experience podcastanswerman.com slash 285. All right, next, Debbie, take it away. Cliff, hi, my name is Debbie. I'm calling from the Washington, D.C. area. I listened to one of your recordings. Actually, it was a replay of what you did at a live event, and you talked about your podcasting and your journey and so forth. It almost brought me to tears, but I just wanted to let you know what an inspiration you are. I started hosting a show on Blog Talk Radio and have since... Um, outgrown that <laughs> and developed and um, just really, really inspired by a lot of the things you said because I knew in the back of my mind I could do this. I just wasn't sure how. So you've proven that there is a way to do podcasting and um, move forward with that. The question I have for you after all that is, I know you do podcasts with regard to TV shows. How does one, what does, how does that work? You You sort of watch the show and then just talk about it. It seems like overkill but almost at the same time like you would want to dig deep so i was just curious how a podcast about a tv show works if you just make it your duty to watch the show and then just dissect it is that really what happens and sort of what ifs and just talk about characters i'll also be at nmx in las vegas in january so hope to meet you then thanks again um just keep doing what you're doing love and success bye all right, Debbie, thank you so much. And the beeps that you heard there was where I edited out. She left her fo- phone number and email address, and I didn't want to broadcast that out to everybody here. Uh, but anyway, Debbie, your question about TV show fan podcast. And in fact, um, Troy in the chat room here is saying, the question I know is specifically about TV shows, but will you also talk about book fan shows as well? And so, yeah, I'll try to include that as, as well. But let me specifically talk about TV show fan podcast. 
Um, and, and I think that you'll find that it, it can be applied to books as well. So there are, in, in my opinion, there are really three main elements that, that could be used in the format of a TV show fan podcast. Uh, one is summary of the episode. So basically, it's just a rundown of what happened in the episode. And honestly, I know podcasts that exist for existed at the time for the Lost podcast, and and it was and it was nothing more than just a episode recap. Now, um, there were other podcasts where they included an episode recap in addition to other things but there were there were podcasts that was nothing more than an episode recap and it was kind of like communicated in this way hey if you missed this week's episode of lost here's what happened and it's a scene by scene kind of description of what happened in the show and that is an extremely valid form of a tv show fan podcast and in fact i kind of like that format as a standalone podcast rather than including it as an element inside of a regular podcast. And I've tried this back and forth and, you know, we, we tried to do some fun things with episode recaps and things like that. But, you know, the, 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 the depends on your audience and who you're reaching and why you're trying to reach them and what type of listener they are. You know, most people who listen to a TV show fan podcast um, they're they're already aware what happened. They already watched it, but they're looking for a little bit more. Maybe they're looking for somebody else to share their, and here's the second one, initial reaction. So the first one is, and, and actually I'm going to change this for my notes, uh, episode episode recap. All right, so we got that one. And the, first, and the next one is initial reaction. Um, so initial reaction is where you watch the episode, and without doing any further investigation, uh, you just get behind the microphone, you talk about what it was you just saw. It's not necessarily a recap, step-by-step everything, but just what are the big things that you were walking away with? How did this episode make you feel? How did, you know, what did you, th- what would, you know, what was the big, what were a couple of the big plot twists or character uh, growth spots? You know, what, just how did the episode, what did you think about the episode without, you know, with the full understanding that I've not given this a lot of thought, but immediately, what's my first reaction to what I just watched? Now, again, that can be an an entire podcast itself, or it can be included as an element or a segment within a larger show. A third uh, option here is an in-depth analysis now, I I had um, done this on the weekend shows for the Lost Podcast back in the days. So I would watch the episode with my wife. We would record an initial reaction. And then on the weekend, we would come back with an in-depth analysis. This is where, you know, I went through scene by scene and, and evaluated it. I looked for hidden clues, hidden meetings, researched other things that could give us ideas to help, you know, further understand some of the concepts that are being told in the story of the show. And and it's just a really in-depth, helping you have a deeper appreciation for the story that is being told here. Uh, and certain shows are are better for this kind of in-depth analysis than others, uh, but, but certainly that is a valid uh, format for a fan podcast as well. Uh, and you know what? There is... Um, there is another uh, format, a fourth format that you could go with, and that is uh, a community, um, community 
community discussions is, is or discussion. That's what I'll call it. And it's where basically you do a live show and you allow people to call in. Um, or maybe it doesn't have to be a live. Maybe, maybe you open a voicemail feedback hotline and you play people's voicemail, uh, their initial reactions, and then you react to it. Basically, it becomes a community dialogue or a community discussion. Uh, now, here's the situation. Those were all for the TV shows, but imagine this. You could do a, a book podcast where you read an episode or read a chapter and you do a chapter recap. You could do a chapter initial reaction. You can do an in-depth analysis of the chapter, or you can give your community a reading assignment and say, hey, here's chapter one on such and such date. Uh, We're going to record an episode. Call in all your voicemail feedback, your thoughts about this chapter uh, by this date, and we'll include it in the show. Or we're going to do the show live. You can call in, and we're going to have a community discussion. So... You know, you could all of that can be applied to a a, pod, a fan podcast devoted to a book, a movie, or whatever the case may be. Uh, so there, those are all the different options for you there. One of the things that I highly recommend uh, for you, Debbie, is to go and listen to other fan podcasts. Hands down, that is what I would recommend. Um, if you want, I'll recommend my own lostpodcast.com. Uh, there are, I think, over 200 episodes of that show. Uh, just go and listen to a couple of those, lostpodcast.com. Also, if you want an example of a book podcast, you can try twilightsagapodcast.com or hungergamespodcast.com. Those are all gspn.tv shows. Those are part of my podcast network uh, that my wife and I do. And then, of course, there are TV shows out there that have lots of podcasts, and many of them from the GSPN community. Uh, Fringe podcasts, there are Once Upon a Time television show podcasts, Revolution podcasts, Survivor podcasts. Go into uh, iTunes, search for a show that you're interested in, subscribe to a podcast, and listen to it and see which formats you like to get new ideas. All right, one more question from the voicemail feedback hotline, and uh, I'll tell you what, I'll make sure to give you the phone number for the uh, voicemail feedback hotline uh, after I answer Robert's question next. Hi Cliff, my name is Robert, I'm from the UK. I'm about to launch my website covering my hobby, which is geocaching. I've got one domain name, which is The Geocaching Studio, and the other one, Geocaching Studio. So... Which one should I use? I've reserved both and um, will be forwarding one to the other depending on my decision, which by the way, I've thought several times I've made my decision only to refer back again and start to think about it. Um, and I've, I've been looking around. So for instance, your domain is uh, podcastanswerman.com, but even Leo Laporte in some of the introductions that you use refers to it as the podcast answer man. I guess you know where I'm going to with this. Should I use the word the in front of the domain name or not? In this case, should it be the geocaching studio or geocaching studio? Guidance from yourself would be appreciated in this case. uh, And I look forward to your answer. Anyway, I loved your podcast. I listened to them in the car when I go to work or come back from work. And recently... I listen to them during my walks with the Fitbit in my pocket. Well, <laughs> many thanks. That's it for now. All the very best. 
All right, Robert, thank you so much for the question. And I, I love that you have the Fitbit. And he's referring to uh, something that uh, if you guys haven't checked it out, go to gspn.tv slash Fitbit. You'll learn more uh, there. But uh, I'm glad that you're doing that. I look forward to getting back into the Fitbit challenge with the community. Uh, hopefully, after this Thanksgiving holiday, I should be completely healed up. For those that don't know this, I broke two of my ribs uh, two week, a week and a half ago. I broke two ribs uh, in a pretty significant fall, taking pictures at my daughter's birthday party. But anyway, um, I'll, I'm looking forward to getting back into that, Robert. Anyway, to answer your question... I want to share with you that my own personal recommendation is to go with your main domain without the word the in front of it and make that your main domain. For example, um, my my good friend Daryl Darnell, he does the Fringe podcast and he has thefringepodcast.com. But I always, the first thing I always do is go to fringepodcast.com, which by the way, some guy named Andrew Gervan owns. He's a theater producer, performance, performing arts manager, and a new media evangelist. And so he he purchased the domain fringepodcast.com and forwarded it to his little, you know, home on the web where you can find all his social spaces. Uh, and that, as, as the producer of the Fringe Podcast, um, I would be super, super upset about the fact that I would know that I'm promoting thefringepodcast.com and knowing that a lot of people are going to end up going to fringepodcast.com. That is going to happen. It will happen. And so, um, you know, I, I, I may have done something differently there if I couldn't get the main domain. I certainly wouldn't recommend if you can't get both the main domain and the word the in front of it or the in front of it, then I would recommend trying to find some different way to brand your show or communicate your URL. Um, so the fact that you have both, my recommendation is use, make the main domain without the word the, and if you want to have the in front of it, then certainly go ahead and have that forward to the main domain. Now, I do not own uh, thepodcastanswerman.com, and um, I hope that other nobody else goes in and grabs it. Matter of fact, I should probably go get it now that I've put it out there, theanswerman.com. And uh, actually, no, thepodcastanswerman.com, and somebody did buy that. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. And it says, my site, this is my description. And so somebody is uh, sitting on that, and they've registered it through GoDaddy. But here's the deal. If they ever did anything where they had a site that was anywhere remotely close to what I'm doing, you know, I would contact my lawyer and have them take it down. I would go to their ISP. I, I would, you know, so I'm not overly concerned. This is, you know, I'm not going to go out and get podcastanswerman.net, podcastanswerman.info, podcastanswerman.biz. You know, the fact is, is I've very clearly set up, you know, my trademark and my domain and, and prior art and all these other things. So I don't worry about those things too much. If somebody goes, if somebody were to hear Leo Laporte say, hey, go check out the podcast answer man. Um, they're going to go and probably the, what I would do if I went to the, first of all, I would go to podcastanswerman.com. 
I personally wouldn't go to the podcastanswerman.com. But the if I did and and I didn't think to go to podcast answer man, I would just type into Google podcast answer man and it immediately pulls me up as the number one result. And then what if they did answer man as one word? Uh, pulls me up as the first result. So I, I really don't think you have a lot to worry about there, Robert. So hopefully that helps you out. That would be my recommendation and my guidance for you. And thank you for the question. And with that, I'm going to wrap things up here. My wife is in the studio waiting for me. Also wondering why on earth did he decide to do podcasting the day before Thanksgiving? I actually, I can't hear what she said, but she shook her head no. Hi, Steph. Hi. I was wondering why you're late. Oh, why I'm late. Yeah. You made me get out of bed. Why are you late? Oh, okay. Well, hey, my friends, I do want to tell you if you want to give me a call on the voicemail feedback hotline to answer your questions for future episode consideration, uh, 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. Of course, you can also use your most amazing recording equipment and record that as an MP3 file. Attach it to an email to feedback at gspn.tv again that's feedback at gspn that's generally speaking production network dot tv of course if you don't have fancy recording equipment and you don't want to use a telephone you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash feedback and you can use your built-in microphone or uh, just record right from your computer go to podcastanswerman.com slash feedback all the details of all of that information can be found on my contact page at the bottom of that page at podcastanswerman.com. Let's see here. Real quickly, I want to tell you guys that the platform conference was just announced for the very first time today. Michael Hyatt from michaelhyatt.com is launching his platform conference. It's going to be February 11th through the 13th in Nashville, Tennessee. I am very honored to be among the speakers there. Pat Flynn will be speaking there. A bunch of other wonderful new media people talking about how you can build your platform. And again, that's February 11th through the 13th. Now, here's the thing. Only 150 tickets available, and I guarantee you those will sell out very quickly. Anyway, uh, go to platformconference.tv. Platformconference.tv. Real quick, thank you to RadioJewels.com for using my Bluehost affiliate link for signing up for the hosting account for their site. Of course, as you guys know, if you use my hosting Bluehost hosting affiliate link, I get a very generous commission. You can get, find that link over at PodcastAnswerMan.com slash hosting where I talk about hosting for podcasts. And that, my friends, is going to wrap it up. I've got 42 seconds left in the music. My wife is eagerly standing by for the recording of our Family from the Heart show. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you inside the United States. And uh, I, I'm going to mention it anyway. PodcastingAtoZ.com. There's six spots open if you want to sign up. I would love to have you participate podcasting a to z.com use promo code p-a-m podcast answer man p-a-m in the shopping cart for a hundred dollars off god bless we'll talk to you again yes you guessed it next week <laughs>